Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Yes, we've been on a little bit of a hiatus. That's my fault, man. <laughs> That's both of our faults. That's not just yeah, you didn't really complain about me not calling you. <laughs> Welcome to Night Courts. We are happy to be back with you. It's just, let me, let me just be honest with everybody. We even talked a month ago about, you know, hey, we've been doing this every week. This has been pretty impressive. And, it, and we were excited about it. But, man... This schedule's been hell, Brevin. I mean, it, trying to find time to do this between the Grizzly schedule, between your golf schedule, between my kids' school schedule, it's, it's, it's been difficult to try and find a day to do this. So we apologize to the people. Yeah, we, we, we definitely had to apologize because we definitely had enough people say, well, when's the, when's the, are you guys going to oh, do another I know. one at this I'm point? I'm so sorry. Or? I even got free donuts. <laughs> Because of the podcast, I feel bad. Well, it um, it's, it's but but we're back. We're yes. back and we're back strong. That's right. Shout out Gibson's Donuts, by the way. Love them, love them, love them. Best in Memphis. Not even close. Um, yeah. So we're back, and, and we thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Tell your friends. We we got a busy show today. I mean, it's NBA playoffs. It's NBA play in. We're going to basically have a 30-minute NBA whip around. This is what we're going to do. We're going to be talking about the NBA and what's coming up uh, as, as things get underway in the NBA postseason, which is very exciting. Um, but, again, we, we want to thank you for listening. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, NightCourt22. At NightCourt22. You can follow Brevin at uh, BrevinNight22. And you can follow me at the Fish Nation. That's all on Twitter. You can send us questions and comments, and we got some actually from some people this week, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, so we got that, and you can send us questions and comments, and uh, we'll get to them. And uh, yeah, so we're we're happy to be back. But it's uh, what an exciting week, and, and and I'll start there. What an exciting week. If you're a doubter of the play, and I think you've, I I, I think <laughs> I think it already proved itself that. This is a good thing. It's a good thing. Despite what LeBron says, despite what Lucas says, it's a good thing for the NBA. It, it's not even close. I, I think it's great because it, it, it has just uh, made the competition level be extended throughout the entirety of the NBA season. Not so many teams where they get to a certain point, you know that you're, you have no chance for the playoffs. Uh, and then you start just, for lack of better terms, tanking games for positioning, well, this this is really gives you a realistic chance to give an experience uh, of, of having playoff games of some sort. Um, and so I, I thought it was, I think that it has been a, a, a great experiment. Hopefully it is something that they will continue to have because the other thing it does is it keeps teams honest throughout the season because if you don't want to be in that playing situation, you want to have one of those top six spots so that you, it's a guaranteed playoff position. And I think teams will play your guys. The resting may not be as much because you don't want to be in a position of having to, having to play extra games just to get into the playoffs. I, uh, I was talking to a friend last week, and he was like, oh, I'm so against this. I mean, I agree with him. You play 72, and why do you have to play in to get to the playoffs? You earned a spot. And I, I just said, I said, man, there are only a couple of reasons. First of all, you have to look at it like it's a wild card, all right? Let, let's look at it in those terms. Look at the NFL with their wild card. They just added a wild card, and we have no problem with it. Why? Because right. it works. 
Major League Baseball, we had a problem with it when they went to the wild card, but it's not a problem anymore. Everyone who had a problem with it was just old school baseball guy and thought, oh, you play 162. But now the intrigue of baseball in the last week of the season and how many times it's come down to the last day of the season, it's more interest. There are really a few reasons. More interest from more teams, more cities. Yes. More games that have an impact around the league in the last week of the season. That matters. And then the biggest one of all, it can mean more money. So that's the reality. That's A, that, that's why it's going to happen. Period. So if, if you're against it, you might want to start embracing it because it's going to happen. The reality is it works. It was, I mean, it was awesome for the NBA this season. And to even think that in these play-in games, the names that are involved in these play-in games, yes. let's just go ahead and start with LeBron James. And I'll, I don't even really need to mention anybody else. But it works. It's going to happen. It's going to be a part of our future. I think you need to embrace it. I was against the baseball wild card when it started, and I feel like I was an idiot for being that way. And all it's been is compelling and great for the game of baseball. Uh, but that was just me being, oh, you try, you earn it 162. Well, and that's what people are saying about basketball, too. Look at it as a wild card thing. And if you look at it that way, I think you can understand it. And if you understand it, just all you have to do is look at this week, and I don't think you have an argument against it. I really don't. Well, the only, the only, the only argument that I've heard from, from some people that I, I could go with is why does it have to involve the seventh seed also? Should it just be a situation that involves the AC and and a play-in situation of eight, nine, and ten to say to, to fight to be able to be the AC? And and if it came down to that, I'll be fine with that. I just like the fact that there is the incentive for you to have to be good and for you to have to play to win every night because yes. you could put yourself in jeopardy of not just having the playoff spot just because I think so. it's better to have the mindset of there's a difference between six and seven there's a difference between seven and eight right. there's a difference between eight and nine yes because there's a difference between all of those teams aren't just gonna say eh, what's the difference if we drop a spot it's not gonna happen or maybe we got a better matchup if we put nope you can't do that right. anymore because now you got to win other games to, to, get, to there. get there right. so I, I think it I think it's added intrigue I think the way that they're doing it is fascinating I like it I like it I think it's a win and and really I think any negatives against it I, I think the only negative against it is you play this many games and you've earned a spot but again all it is is adding a wild card team. That's what you're doing. Exactly. You're adding two wild card teams, and now you're having wild card weekend. That's yeah, well, it, and, and it I, works in every other sport. We have no problem when football adds another wild card right. team. None. Well, well, and the other thing is, why the other reason why I like it is because you still have given a decided advantage to the seventh and eighth seeds. The teams yes. that are in the playoffs, if we were doing it the old way, they still they have to win one game in order to stay in the playoffs. If you're nine and ten who are outside of it at that point, then you have to earn it by winning two games in order to get in. So I, 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 like, the, I like the competitive nature of it, but I also like the fact that those teams, seven and eight, have an advantage over nine yeah. and ten. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I love how they set it up as well. All right. 
Well, let's look at the teams now. We have all the teams. Got it. I want to start in the Eastern Conference. The Brooklyn Nets are the favorite to win the Eastern Conference. They're the second seed currently behind Philadelphia. I know why they're the favorite to win the Eastern Conference. They have three superstars on their team. The question that, I mean, this is just littered on sports radio. So I apologize to everybody who's heard it every single day for the last month. But I want to ask you. They've played eight games together, man. Yes. Eight games together. Does it matter? Yeah, I think it does matter, and I, I think it more so matters for the, the rotations, the substitution patterns that they will have to go through. Um, I think that they have played enough with one another in some type of capacity. Right. Maybe not all three, but two of them. So they've found at least how do the two of us play together and and I also believe that they've come to the conclusion that James Harden is the point guard he's going to be the guy that orchestrates and handles the ball for the most part the other guys will will be wing scores um and when you have that much talent it's hard to go against them as being one of the favorites I think size will play a difference and the other teams that have played together Philadelphia is a fantastic team because Philadelphia has multiple defenders and multiple defenders of size or smaller guys on their team so that that gives them an, at least a way that you can match up with, with Brooklyn on, on that defensive side, but they have a great advantage on the offensive side that the Brooklyn Nets can do nothing with, with his Joe, which is Joel Embiid. So even though, yes, Brooklyn is a favorite, I think that Philadelphia has – the continuity of at least playing together for the most part. They've had their injuries. MB, Ben Simmons have missed their time. But for, for the most part, they've had an opportunity to play together more than Brooklyn has. And it's, and it's been more than just one year of some, of some of them being together. Of course, Doc Rivers is new. Uh, so I think that they're going to – people don't talk about them enough. I really believe that at the end of the day, Philly will, will, will be the team standing in the way of Brooklyn making it to the final. Who would you say is the favorite, though? For you, uh, not the odds on favorite. Odds on favorites, Brooklyn. The fa- the, Who's the, your? Who would you say is the favorite in these? I'm going with Philly. Philly. All right. Uh, I, I'm. I'm. Just. Just because I. I just think that you need to play together still enough. And and the, the other thing is, uh, Steve Nash needs to coach them playing together more. To make it be something of 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 concern. Okay. All right. So. I'm, I'm going to go out of order here because things just keep popping in my head. The, the, one of the most amazing stories in the East is the Washington Wizards. Oh. And they're 17-6 and six in their last 23 games, better than any team in the league. They're the eighth seed. They play Boston. Boston's reeling. They have a lot of injuries. Washington beats them. Washington has Brooklyn in the first round. Can Washington pose a problem for Brooklyn? I think your answer, just looking at you, is yes, but not for seven games. Yeah, I was about to say yes. They, they, they. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to think of the way of how you put it perfectly. Yes, they could pose a problem, but at the end of the day, uh, the overall talent of Brooklyn is good. Listen, the the Wizards are where they are right now solely because of what Russell Westbrook has been able to do. And what's and amazing Brad- is we don't even we don't even know what Bradley Beal's doing. He's only the second leading scorer in the league. Right. That, which is saying. unbelievable because you haven't heard anything about Bradley Beal. Since the at the beginning of the year when they were losing, not playing not really winning a lot of games, you heard about how many points he was having to score and everything. But since they've gone into this mode of when they're winning, 
it has 100% been Russell Westbrook. And so I, it would be, he would be playing with such a, a, a level of intensity because he looks across and who do I see? Kevin Durant and James Harden back together again. Oh, yeah. I get an opportunity. Now, this is my chance. Yeah. Now to show who is who who can carry their team. And so it, it would be tough, but I just I don't think, think they'd have enough, but it'd be fun, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be fun. I, I just don't think Washington has enough. Can they be Boston? They can be Boston. Yes, though. they can be Boston. But Boston is very vulnerable. All right. No Jalen Brown, extremely vulnerable. All right, let's go back to the top. Philadelphia, obviously contender. Yep. Milwaukee, anything different in Milwaukee? I, I, I say it to this day. Until Giannis has gets a go-to move, and I believe which is something that is just between 12 and 18 feet where he can pull up and make that shot on a consent. Not every time. There's nobody in our game that makes a shot every time. But where you have a shot where it can you know I can get it every time, and teams can't just make a half court and pack the paint and then say that's it. Because at, at the end of the day, it's hard to make jump shots in, in crucial moments. Right. You need your star guys to be able to get to their spots on the floor. And I, I don't know if he's there yet. And so uh, I think that – And they got the, Miami in the first which, round. Which that's, is, not, that, that's not a given. Hell no, it's not a given. Because <laughs> no, the no why it's not a given is because Miami's healthy now. Mm-hmm. And they've been they their their team with their toughness and with Spolstra and the way that he can and, and can orchestrate uh, game plans and how they follow him, and, and they were in the finals last year. They know what it takes to to, to be in those positions. I, I'm I'm still I'm still not sold on Milwaukee at this point. Yeah. Um, Knicks in Atlanta's fun. Who's that more important oh, for? We. It's more important for the New York Knicks if you want if you want to talk about really the the. For the betterment of the NBA. Well, that's true. Yes, it, it, yes. So yes. It, it is. So if we talk about it in that way, then it is. It's the Knicks who is, who it is. Who, this is a, a bigger s- scenario for because, that, like in all major sports, your major markets you always like for your major markets to at least be competitive. That's that, and, and people can say, "Wow, well, listen, they got it's where the most money is." Yep. <laughs> that's you know how many times they're going to be on national TV next year? Oh, it's, it's, it's going to be amazing, and and so, um, uh, and, and I guess this is just personal because I have so many friends that are New York Knicks fans, and have just had to lament and and and, and sorrow with with how they have been for so many years. Uh, I, I would like to see them be happy. So I, I would like to see I like to see the Knicks advance in that one. All right. Um, in the West, the odds-on favorite is a team that's in the play-in. The Los Angeles Lakers are still the favorite to win the West. I'm not Do you sold. think they're the favorite? I, I I would say if they're the seventh if, seed. If I, I mean, their road's I, I, not going to be easy. <laughs> well, because I think that everybody's looking at uh, you're, you're still looking at. Phoenix and Utah, I think Utah more so is, is a more of a contender to win than Phoenix would be because this is just a one-year turnaround for Phoenix. Mm-hmm. How far – the thing for Utah, this has been in the making right. for them. And, and so uh, can Denver – the Clippers, you know, we – I'm not going to overlook the Clippers. If Paul George can be the Paul George that he was during this regular season – 
He's and, starting to get the Harden um, reputation of postseason disappearing. Playoff well, P is n- non-existent. Well, if, if they can get the opposite of what they've gotten from him in the past, then that puts me well. But but I feel like them, like I feel a little bit about Brooklyn, almost a little bit. Not the Lakers as much because they had their run last year, except with getting Schroeder. The other thing with the Lakers was Schroeder is a, is a big part of that, and so to get him back in the mix, mm-hmm. I just think that the Clippers – Again, didn't play enough together to give you just those the, those those instances where I don't have to talk to you, but you know what I'm thinking. Right. That won't allow them to be able to be uh, Western Conference champs. Well, because they're so reliant on the two guys that have been out, and, and those little those little gla- you know glances, those guys have been out. Yes. The guys who are given the glances have been out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and so it so it's. It's hard, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't argue the Lakers as being a favorite. But I think that this, they will be tested a lot more than than I thought they would if they would have, if either even if LeBron was able to stay healthier throughout the season. I'm with you on Utah. I think it's been something in the making. And the reason why I think they're a contender is the way that they move the ball. Yep. I mean, if they're going to have a night where they're missing shots, sure, maybe they lose. But the way they move the ball, they have great looks and they their offense just runs so smoothly and they have such great talent on the floor and they I mean I think a, they're a contender and true. they have a stud defender in Gobert yeah yeah uh, and you, and you have a a go-to star in Donovan Mitchell with a bunch of shooters around him and vet guys around him that I don't think the moment will be too big for any of them is Phoenix's moment too soon yeah I just think that it's in order to make a full run, yes. I mean, they're good. They're, they're, they're real good. Yeah, and they have they have a lot of good. They have a nice mix on their team. Mm-hmm. Young talent, vet guys. Of course, Chris Paul has been absolutely fantastic. And I've always been a I've been a Devin Booker fan because he's a competitor. You know, Devin Booker. We, we didn't. I like those guys. These the, the stars of our game that you don't read about them having to take games off. Devin Booker doesn't take games off. Right. Like every night you turn on the TV, you know you're going when you're watching Phoenix. More times than not, Devin Booker is going to be on the court playing, and he's going to play at a high level. Yeah. And so that's that, that, and that's the same way I feel about Russell Westbrook. Now you turn on the Wizards, you know you're about to see high level basketball from Russell Westbrook every night. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, one team we haven't mentioned. I mean, we've mentioned four already. The Denver Nuggets. I just think. Why not, man? They're third. They're the third seed, and they got the MVP on their team. Why not? I just think the Jamal Murray thing is going is, is going is going to catch up at some point in time, you know. And, Especially and how good he was in clutch moments in the bubble. I mean, he, he made big, sh- big you, shots, you need, big plays. You yeah. need a perimeter guy that can get you that. Yes, Jokic is, is yeah. phenomenal. You give him the ball and, and, and sit, but you're going to need a guard that that's able to go out and just get it done. And now, Michael Porter Jr. I think is is a is a budding star in in this game, but. I just think losing Jamal Murray, you know, they got Austin Rivers there, and um, their other the other backup. Not I know they got the rookie older rookie guy, but has been out. Was their backup? They signed they signed Uh-oh. him to a three year deal. Who's solid as heck for them. Whose name I'm just absolutely losing. But um, he was great. At, he was great as a backup for the first couple of years, but then they started to start him to allow Jamal Murray uh, to Dozier. Uh, no, 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 no. Rivers. Uh, no, 
Gordon. No. Uh, Green. No. Uh, Millsap, Morris, Campazzo, Murray, Barton, Porter, Jokic, Rivers, Najee. No, it was Morris. Conchar. Or Canchar. No, whatever. no. <laughs> Morris? Marcus? No, Monte Morris. Monte Morris. Monte that, Morris. Yes. That's right. Monte Morris, who I think has also <laughs> been. Man, to both of us. I, I know. I'm, I'm like seeing his face and everything. But he, but I think he has been out extent with extended injuries, and he was another guy who was solid size, understood the position, was a a high IQ player. It was very much like Tyus Jones, if I'm not mistaken, in terms of his turnover ratio. And so to not have those guys, I think, is uh, would hurt. You'll have Portland, which is interesting because Portland can be really good, and they got two guys that can win games for you. So I mean, if we're if we're not huge believers in Denver. That's going to be a great series. Right? I think it's yeah. going to be a great series. And, and they just played the last game of the season. Um, uh, so, it's, it's, I think that's going to be a, a phenomenal series to watch watch them play. And, and I think Portland is in a, a way better position this year because they have Nurkic and Cantor. Right. On the interior. Right. So, I, 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 uh, I this is one of those years you say, yeah, watch out for Watch out for Portland again. Every year we say it, but there's another one. We, I think it's you have to say it. Yeah. So you're thinking Clippers are contender. I I don't believe in Paul George. I just don't. I don't. Well, I, I, no, I don't. I, I, I say don't. that. You, I say that. I we they should they should in this they talk, should be they should be. But I, I don't. I just don't think that they. they I'm not a believer. enough of 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 a continuity to make it happen. I certainly believe the Jazz more than the Clippers. I believe the Jazz probably more than anybody in the West. I believe I believe Phoenix more than the Clippers, and I might believe Denver more than the Clippers, just because Jokic is. I know what he's going to bring me every night. I don't know what and Paul George just, is going to bring me every night. And you just have you have special feelings against the Clippers. Yeah, that I mean, is true. Like I that mean, you, you I don't are, like them. You are exactly so. You are fighting. I don't like them with the fact that there are question marks. <laughs> right. And that makes it very easy to keep pushing them further down the right, list. Right. That's true. Uh, Dallas Mavericks, are they? Did they underachieve this year? I'm not enamored by them. Uh, I'm, I'm not either. And I they, think they probably are in a position at number five where you would have hoped for if you're a Mavericks fan. I mean, I, I, I think they landed probably right. what your hopeful expectation was this year, but they, to me, just not an impressive five. Too inconsistent. Right, and I don't know if they've still – if they've really figured out the relationship between Porzingis – and Luca, right. and what what is that? How are they going to play off of one another? What's your area of the floor that's good for you? Can we play pick and roll together, or should you ISO away from me and I and I play pick and roll with a different big and I swing and so it's uh, and then for, again, he's been Porzingis has been in and out of the the lineup. There's no denying what his skill is and how massive of a human being that he is. But he's not on the floor. A lot of the times, right. uh, I really like their bench. Uh, their bench comes in and, and changes the game for them and, and makes some things happen. Um, but I, I'm with you. I, I, I wildly inconsistent, um, and they they don't they don't do enough other things. So if they're if Luca's not working in pick and roll situations. It's not like they push the ball to give themselves a lot of other opportunities. Mm-hmm. So they become very reliant on their half-court execution. And so right. um, 
Yeah, I, I just think if you if you let him go off, then they're in it. But other than that, I don't expect much from them. Right. All right. Uh, our Grizzlies, uh, the team that we work for and do television for, uh, they're in the ninth spot, taking on the San, San Antonio Spurs in the play-in game. Um, I, I, you know what? After the Golden State game and the loss to Golden State on Sunday, I wasn't really disappointed. I, I mean. I think it was just clear that the team that's been there before, they made better plays. They made bigger plays. They made more plays. They got to more 50-50 balls. They executed more than the Grizzlies did. They just did the little things more. A lot of them more. And so I'm okay uh, with, with that loss. I don't think it's one of those losses where you're thinking, oh, my God, what do we need to do? How do we get better? Oh, my God. I mean, I don't think you're panicking after that loss. And now going to San Antonio, though, those little things need to be better. You need to learn that those little things need to be better. Hustle plays, valuing possessions, being strong um, with the ball, yeah, brother. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like all, though, like almost uh, all, like of strong, it, strong, like holding on to the ball. The the fundamentals that most basketball players are brought up with. This is when they come out the most. Boxing out communication on the defensive side to know what coverage you're in so that we're all moving together. If you're doing this, then I'm doing that. If you don't do that for five possessions in the game and the outcome is you lost by six points, well, there you go. There you go. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and those five possessions, I always say, those five possessions don't happen all in the fourth quarter. Those happen in the first quarter also. And so in the second. So, um, I think that 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 more than just saying X and O's of what they did or what you can be better in, I just think that that attention to detail and understanding how important every possession is, offense and defensively, uh, is something that they can take into the Spurs game, which they're going to play against a, a desperate Spurs team that's coming in on a losing streak. What do you fear most about the Spurs? Is it their head coach? Greg Popovich. I... I um, before our game, before our game against Golden State, we talked and like we said, well, what's your difference would be? I said, I, I just think that experience is the difference in this game with the Warriors. That, that that's what it's gonna come down to. It's like, can we overcome the inexperience of what this moment all the way is and playing how hard, or and can they then also adjust quicker to things? Meaning the Warriors that we were trying to do. And, and that's, in essence, is what is what happened. And so uh, I fear him. But I also, I fear that their youth and athleticism. Because something that the Grizzlies have been able to exploit on most teams are we've been able to be more youthful, more athletic, and that's been the difference in the game. Well, now you have with DeJounte Murray, I don't know, with Keldon Johnson. And I, and I we talked about it after the game. We talked about it with, with Petey, with, with Jakob Hurdle being at the center position changes things in terms of how they play. It's, it's LaMarcus Aldridge was out there. You knew at some point in time the game had to slow down because we got to throw him in the ball in the mid post mm. so he can turn and face or maybe at the elbow. They don't have to do that anymore. And so the pace at which they can play, and I just hate playing against Patty Mills. I don't care. <laughs> went for his regular season. I had to, I coached against him in the summer when it was getting right before, like in an uh, in international basketball. He kicked out behind. So anytime he's on a basketball team, <laughs> then I worry. I understand that completely. Uh, going into the Golden State game, there were so many things to look forward to. You know, how's Ja going to play? 
How's JV going to be? Can he dominate at that position? Dylan against Steph. I mean, there were so many matchups, so many things to look forward to. With the Spurs game, to me, the one thing that stands out to me that I want to see is what's Ja going to do? I, I want to see Ja because last year when the Grizzlies were in a play-in situation against Portland, Ja had at that point the best game of his career, and he didn't even hurt. He needs he need and he said after the Golden State game he needs to be better and his performance is unacceptable. To me, in this Spurs game, the decision on whether or not the Grizzlies are going to win comes down to how's he going to play. He's the head of the snake of this team, and and it's got to start with him, and not necessarily scoring big, not necessarily putting up a double double or having big numbers, but just being in attack mode and being the leader of the team of getting the ball in the paint. And the other thing, there has to be a high level of engagement on both ends of the floor. When I'm on the offensive end, defensive end, when I'm out of the game, there has to be, his imprint has to be in on every aspect of the game. When in the layup lines, how to get ready, because the one thing is he is the talent on this basketball team. There is, the, in order, when you don't have veteran guys with a lot of experience, then your talent, your more talented guys are the ones that then have to try to urge everyone else along. And mm-hmm. so, because he is, he has always, he's had such an infectious personality uh, that these guys, and that's, and that's how they look at him, even though it's still his second season, the rest of this team looks to him for for guidance in that in that way. Then it's going to be extra important that he comes out with the with the mindset of we're going to attack you guys on both ends of the floor. We'll attack you on the offense with our pace and on the defensive side. There'll be a level of aggression, but just the execution of the game plan, being in position to help all of those things. Uh, I think that he is the beginning. Of it all, and if he if they see that from him, if the team can get that from him, then I just think that that gives everybody that little added boost. Number one, that, that everything is going to be okay, and they can just play their role. Right. They don't have to step outside of themselves. So let's just say Grizzlies beat San Antonio, and they move on to the next game. You'll play the loser of the seven-eight game. So a team that's coming off a loss, mm-hmm. you'll be playing it on the road. Would you rather play at Staples Center against the Lakers off a loss or go back to Golden State playing Golden State off a loss? I think at, at this moment you would say going back to play Golden State. Right? Yeah, I mean, you have to. You oh, can't hey, hey, play well, the Lakers off a loss and they got LeBron and AD. You just can't. I don't want to play them ever when their back's against the wall. No. Heck no. And at least we have some recent footage of what we need to do against yeah. Golden State in order to have a realistic chance to win. Right. You can you can it's fresh in everyone's mind. We don't know what the heck it takes to beat the Lakers with LeBron and AD and Schroeder all in the lineup. We, we didn't we didn't play against that. Right. So it would all it would all be uh you would be going out there to to test what you think would work. Against Golden State, you know exactly what worked and what didn't work. And so you can play off of that with them. So I, I would say uh, having an opportunity to go back to Chase Center to to try to beat Golden State would be more in the Grizzlies in, in their best interest yeah. than, 
having to play against the Lakers. <laughs> I agree. I agree. All right. Well, before the playoffs start, give me your two finalists. I guess from what you've talked about today, you'll go Philadelphia and West. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go Philadelphia, and I am going to go with the Lakers. But I'm not. But not a. It's not a resounding Lakers. The other reason why is because we all feel as though the Lakers win that first round game. Mm-hmm. I think Phoenix is the Phoenix finish work first. Yeah. No, they finish second. So if the Lakers so, win so this they, first so they one, they have Phoenix. Yeah. So then, then I then at the end of the day, I say the Lakers by a little bit over Utah. Okay. But and I'm talking about the the slimmest, the slimmest of margins. All right, I am going. I'm going Utah Jazz out of the West. Okay. Going the Miami Heat, go back to the NBA Finals. Oh, I'm glad I won the East over you. I, I, I'm happy I won. <laughs> the, 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 the West, you may you may come hey. out on top in the West, but I definitely won Everybody the East. talks about the Lakers and how these guys, I mean, the rest and what it's going to do for LeBron and AD. I mean, I think both of them were fine sitting out as long as they were. And it's like, you know, this season came up on us so quickly after last year, had no rest. And this is good. We got our rest, and now we're ready to go, and we can go win. Well, nobody says that about the Miami Heat. I mean, Miami Heat have gone through the exact same situation. And this team still has the ability. The one difference, I think, of the Heat this year compared to last year is Tyler Hero's not the effect that he was a year ago. And I think that's – And that's huge. And that is a big, big – because – But Jimmy Butler is – doesn't he still have that killer – Winner, I don't, I don't say takeover that, but, games inside yeah, of them. But I still think Tyler Hero was such a huge part. Duncan Robinson, you all, we know what he can bring. Right. Tyler Hero was the was the uh, he was the wild card for them. Right. Which is he gives you a guy that makes shots, puts the ball on the floor. There's a there's a level of swagger that he plays the game with that that I thought was perfect for the demeanor that Jimmy Butler plays the game with. And you, now you got this other guy who's a little bit different on the other spectrum, end of the spectrum. Right. It's a nice dynamic to have, but I don't, I don't count them out, but I, I don't uh, have Well, it, here's why. Because my rundown of the East, and you being the former player and actually knowing the NBA much better than me, I'd love your opinion on this. Philadelphia, too soft. Games get tough. They get soft. They can't hit from outside. They got no shot. Brooklyn, I just don't like them. I don't want them to win. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're they're now the villain of the NBA for the team they put together, and only playing these guys eight games together, pretty much to say the rest of the league, we don't care. We can just throw them out there when it matters, and we'll win. I think if Brooklyn wins, it's going to be bad for the NBA because you had three guys who never even played together an entire season until the playoffs, and then threw them together, and all of a sudden they win a title. So screw Brooklyn. <laughs> Okay. So, so they're out. Some serious feelings. Milwaukee, don't believe in them. Soft as well. Not a playoff-made team, and unfortunately, they're going to need a new coach next year to take them to the next level. Uh-oh. Uh, Uh-oh. Knicks, cute story. They're not going to do anything. Atlanta, eh, not a fan of Trey Young. Cute story. They're not going to do anything. Miami. <laughs> then you have Miami. The defending Eastern Conference champions. The best coach in the league, in the Eastern Conference, best coach in the Eastern Conference, right? You okay, with me? I get, I get, okay. Defending champions of the Eastern Conference, with me? I'm with you. Winner, killer, Jimmy Butler, with me? I'm with you. 
All right. Well, that's that's a pretty good start on a team that can go back to the NBA championship. And then you got Boston, no, Washington, cute story. Think they might have a chance to make a little noise. Indiana, Charlotte, no. So to me, I think Miami, if I'm going to pick somebody else, it's still them in the East. I mean, it, I it, thought it, I provided a pretty was, good argument, BK. Compel- you had a compelling argument. Thank you. I, I just, I believe that the 76ers aren't as, with the way that Tobias Harris has played also with Good Joel, with Joel Embiid being in a serious talk for MVP, Ben Simmons doesn't. So many people talk about how he can't shoot it, but he has turned into one of the better perimeter defenders in the association with his size that, that he defends point guards. And they'll, and, and they'll, have, they'll have enough guys that make shots when they need to make shots. Uh, and and I, I think the, the lack of toughness that you, that you think is there I think they they will dispel that myth. Okay. And be Eastern Conference champs. Okay. The rest of the teams, I go with. I believe. Listen, Miami Heat. I wouldn't want to play them in the playoff series. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I. I that's. I mean, you think Milwaukee? That's the team they'd hope to have. Oh my oh, goodness. Well, you remember they they had they took care of Milwaukee last year. Yeah. By doing one thing, clogging the paint. Welcome to the playoffs, man. You are not going to just take the ball and go through the middle of the paint and dunk. You're not going to do it. And so what happened? Uh, The Milwaukee Bucks exit stage left again. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, there you go. Next week we're going to visit again, and we'll be talking about the games being set, the playoffs being set. We're good now. We're good now. We've got some time off now. So we're we good. Can, we can breathe. Yeah, we'll be doing this now. Ayo, and I can't wait till the NBA's over and we start talking baseball, Brevin, and really dig into your love and your passion. Well, well, well that that and hockey. Yeah. The, the hockey playoffs That's are right. here at this point in time. And, That's right. And so it'll be uh, – We'll see what watch and see what the Preds do against the Hurricanes. That's right. And um, we'll be talking a lot of my betting. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk about my. So buddy. yeah, I, I'm. I'm listening, man. I'm going to let let people. I'm going to let people see the vast knowledge that I have about sports across the board. All right. Before we leave television, uh, my latest couple of weeks, the show that I told you about with our friend Caitlin McGee, who yeah, was on Bluff told, City Law, right? You told me she's on that Home Economics show. It's a sitcom that's on ABC right now, and I'm just going to tell you, it's really good. Still good. It's really good. I'm still in, and actually, when it, the night that it's on, I watch that night. It's that good. Home Economics, ABC, check it out. Uh, it's a really good sitcom. I mean, I was a huge... It's it's the next in line of the Modern Family... Uh, what was before Modern Family that was similar to Modern Family? Uh, uh, well, the one that was on... God, I can't remember. Life in Pieces. Life in Pieces, which was also a, like kind of a mockumentary yeah, uh, sort of deal it, that was a great show but modern family was the epitome but life in pieces was awesome same sort of show this is the same sort of deal very entertaining so love home economics on abc check that out and uh still enjoying the equalizer man so i'm wait i got i'm wait i got to wait still on that one so i, I, I mean, just my I wife went. started asking questions like i mean she's a, she can't be found aren't there cameras everywhere could they find her i was like no, she's the equalizer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta get on it. We just finished watching Queen Sugar. That we just we watched that, and I went into this. Mar- I went back into a Marvel kick, so I started watching a bunch of the the Marvel movies. Yep. And I'm 
Right now I'm watching uh, WandaVision. See, I think my wife would love WandaVision, not me. I, I, I'm not, that's not really my forte. I think she'd love it, and I've told her everybody loves it. Do you love it? I, 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 I like it. Okay. I like it. It's, it's, um, it, it makes it makes you think. The, the the one thing is though, because my kids are so. Reason why I even went back and watched the Marvel to in in order started to was there's certain things that that I just didn't pay attention to during those movies, and I was watching them too many times as just individual movies with the action. Right. I wasn't trying to take the theme from what was the, the a movie that was before that this theme and it kind of carried. I wasn't doing that, so I was I was lost for the longest. But uh. <laughs> Wanda, WandaVision is, is, is pretty good. All right. So I'm on that. Of course, you know, I still on my Chicago PD. Chicago PD is great. Uh, Chicago PD is great because you can watch it any time of the day, any any day of the week. And it's, it's and on it's, somewhere. It's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm still And on. it's great. I love it. So And I haven't finished the past season, so I'm still watching it, watching that on Peacock. I mean, something. Hank Voigt, man. Hank Voigt is the, Ooh, the You the want best, him on your side, right? That's the best voice. Reminds me a lot of Darko Milicic. I'm glad he's on my side. He's on my side. <laughs> like Charles Oakley. I'm glad you're my that's friend. That's right. That's right. Hey, something goes down. He's my friend, though. Remember? <laughs> Me and you, we're friends. That's right. That's right. All right. That's going to do it for us this week. Thanks again for listening. Uh, we apologize for having the short hiatus, but, man, we've been busy and just haven't had time. I swear to you. I swear to you. Between we wanted kids, to. games. Oh, man. It's been crazy. But wives. we're good now. We're good now. So we're back, and uh, glad you're listening. Tell your friends, subscribe, write reviews, give us thumbs up, you know, all that good stuff. And you can follow us on Twitter as well. It's at the Fish Nation. That's how you can get me. You can get Brevin at Brevin Night 22, and you can get the show at Night Court 22 is where you can find the show all on Twitter as well. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, enjoy the NBA play, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll talk some playoffs next week and talk a lot more NBA. And uh, thanks for listening here to Night Court. We out. Talk to you next week. Peace.